Hello, Rasa. Hi, Dad. How are you today? I'm doing great. Wonderful, wonderful. Are you ready to know everything? Yes, I am. Underlay. Let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about the hardest part of getting good at something. Oof. The activity you want to get good at could be physical, like horse riding. It could be mental, like playing chess. Regardless, one day, a few weeks, months, or years into your journey, you're going to get stopped. All of a sudden, you're going to think you're not getting better anymore. You've peaked. That's it. You can't improve. And the name for this stuck spot is a plateau. Do you know what the word plateau means? No, I don't. Well, literally, physically, a plateau is any long, flat spot you reach after climbing and climbing, like on a mountain. But we use the same word, plateau, for the point in any activity where it feels like nothing is happening and we're not making any progress. And getting to a plateau drives people like you and me who want to keep getting better crazy. <gasps> Should we quit and find a new activity where we can start climbing again? Stick with it, but give up on the idea of mastering anything? Or sit on a couch and watch people way better than us follow our dreams instead? I don't know. What do we do? Well... My advice from experience is this. When you get to a plateau, a stuck point, in school, at work, in a relationship, or anywhere else in life, think of it like a magic wand was just waved and brought a better you to a new beginning. What do you mean? By a better you, I mean, look how much better you are than when you started. Skateboarding horse riding, learning French, playing chess, or whatever. You're way better than that old you who didn't know anything about it. That's true. And by a new beginning, I mean, take the plateau as a chance to start over. Be a beginner again in the same activity. Explore your plateau instead of racing past it. What is it like to be here doing this? Why did you get into it in the first place? Who else is there? What can you teach one another? Cool. That sounds like more of a play date than a plateau. My point is, learning to enjoy the activity again is more important than always getting better at it. And once you enjoy it again, you will get better. Then you'll be back upward and onward. Until, once more, you reach a new plateau where progress seems to stop again. Now, though, you can have a different perspective on plateaus. Every plateau is just a better me at a new beginning. Yeah. Don't think of a plateau as a stopped point. Think of it as a hangout spot. I'll welcome the new me to the club. Ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. It's called Couplet by Mara Ponich. Do you know what a couplet is? Isn't it a pair? Yeah, a pair of people is a couple, 
and a couplet is a pair of lines in a poem. Two lines is a couplet. Cool. So this poem is actually just one couplet, two lines long. So pay close attention, and we'll talk through after. Okay? Sounds good. Couplet by Mara Panich. A piece of a pear is not half of a whole. Whoa! Let me think about that. But first, let me read it myself. Couplet. By Mara Pontich, a piece of a pear is not half of a whole. A piece of a pear is not half of a whole. What on earth do you think that means? Well, a piece of a pear. There's two things, and a pear could be two people, could be two chocolate chips. Who knows? And so, a piece of that is one of them, right? Yeah, like our show. I'm one of the pieces. You're one of the pieces. But this poem seems to be arguing just having one of us isn't half of the whole thing. What is more than just you or just me? It's relationship, the back and forth, the not knowing what you're going to say next. Exactly. Something in this poem, at least for me, at least in this moment. Makes me think of it as a lonely poem too, or a love poem, kind of at the same time. It's like together we're better than both of us by ourselves, or alone I feel so much less than just who I was without you because it's not just missing you; it's missing us too. I didn't even think of that. Do you think she's sitting with her friend as she's writing this, and they're giggling in chairs? Or she's writing this alone, forlorn, in a closet. Few closets have sufficient desk space for writing, but I do get what you mean. We go in and out of being or feeling alone, and in and out of feeling like we're part of a couplet. And we do need that alone time, maybe, to appreciate the friend time, and the friend time to appreciate the alone time. Yeah, and when I have playdates. I definitely don't appreciate when it's time to leave. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. I have a vexing question from a listener named Aurelia in Atlanta, Georgia. Aurelia's vexing question is: How do new species? Come into existence. Fascinating, great question. I'm going to have to go into the field and hit the books and get the answer for Aurelia and you soon. Okay, sounds good. I'm back, and I've got the answer to Aurelia's vexing question: speciation. Or the creation of a new plant or animal species happens when members of a common group separate and develop different characteristics. For example, millions of years ago, the Pacific Ocean separated a series of islands called the Galapagos Archipelago from one another. Archipelago, great word. Over time, 
a type of bird called the finch developed into several different species based on the beak that was best suited for the food on each island. On islands with hard nuts and seeds, the finches developed big, sharp beaks for cracking shells. On others, where the food was cactus flowers, their beaks became long, thin tweezers for plucking the flowers out without being poked by spines. Still other finches ended up with medium-sized beaks for eating insects. Yum? Question mark? Seeing these and other examples of speciation firsthand helped inspire Charles Darwin to develop the theory of evolution. Strange to think how our podcast might evolve if we were separated for millions of years. I called it Nuts, Seeds, and Flowers as co-host. You can interview the insects. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Join us on Patreon. Shop our store. Submit your own vexing questions. And hear more than 100 previous episodes for free at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.